This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. AFR.net's the website. AFR.net is our website. Go there, check it out, listen to the podcast if you're not able to listen to the entire show, or if you just want to listen to it again, AFR.net, click on podcast, and then you'll find Exposing Washington. You can also listen live to American Family Radio there at our website, AFR.net. You can also download the app on your smartphone or your tablet device. Just type in American Family Radio or AFR in your app store, download it, it's free, and you can catch American Family Radio wherever you are, so long as you have an internet connection. Check out the American Family Radio app. My name is Walker Wildman, and this is Exposing Washington. We're going to talk about several things today. We'll talk about uh, the, the coronavirus and a lot of the... Uh, the deception taking place across the country, and a lot of people really falling for it. A lot of people who otherwise have, um, who are otherwise solid thinkers, are so, some folks are falling for this uh, coronavirus panic. So we'll talk about that. Talk about how it's being used as a political weapon against President Trump. Then we'll talk about how uh, De Blasio in New York City, how he's kept churches closed, but yet rioters and looters can protest in the streets no matter what. So many things to talk about today. The first thing I want to start off with is this, where we are now, how we got here, our current situation. You know, the people who have been pretty much unaffected by the coronavirus pandemic. Some of the folks who have been the most or are the least impacted, if you will, are government workers. Government workers have not missed a paycheck throughout this entire situation, despite the fact that many of them aren't even working. We look at the federal government, for example. Most of the federal government has been shut down for months. A lot of our national parks are still shut down. Yet they're all being paid. Congress, specifically the House of Representatives, many of them haven't been to Washington in months. They're still getting paid. Some of our senators haven't been to Washington in months. They're still getting paid. 
so on and so forth. All of the mayors, governors throughout the country, they haven't missed a paycheck. And these are the same people that shut our country down months ago and that are talking about how we might should just shut the country down again. It is very, very irritating, to put it lightly, that the same folks who think we should shut everything down are the same people that haven't missed a paycheck. And the same thing with the media talking heads. They talk about how, well, we just might need to shut things down again as if that helps. But they're not going to miss a paycheck. I personally know people who have had their lives very negatively impacted by the economic devastation taking place in our country. But yet, you're not going to see that on the news. You're going to see how many deaths, how many cases are across the country. We need to start running more stories about how, how many people have lost their jobs. Let's tell their stories. Not to mention, there's no science that I'm aware of that shows that shutting down businesses helps prevent the spread of coronavirus. Show me one study where shutting down a mom-and-pop shop, a small business with three employees, how that helps our country. But yet Walmart, Target, Costco, Lowe's, Home Depot, all the big box stores, oh, they can stay open. But the mom and pop shop downtown can't stay open. It makes absolutely no sense. And even if there was science behind this, behind shutting down businesses, which I don't think there is, I still don't think it's right for the government to force businesses to close. Why? Because we're not China. This is America. We have this thing called the Constitution. And in it ensures individual liberty. And we have to be careful, and I'll talk more about this in a little bit, but we have to be careful about how much power we give the government. One governor that respects the Constitution, respects individual liberty, is Ron DeSantis in Florida. Let's listen to what Ron DeSantis said about shutting down businesses when he was asked about it this week. Clip two. We're not going back, closing things. I don't think that that really is, is, is what's driving it. I mean, people going to business is not, uh, not what's driving it. We're open. We know who we need to protect. Um, you know, most of the folks in those younger demographics, although we want them to be, uh, to be mindful of what's going on, are just simply much, much less at risk than the folks who are in those older age groups. Well, there you have it. That's Governor Ron DeSantis. And he said, we're not shutting things down again. We're not going to do it. We're staying open. And then he mentioned that how businesses aren't the problem. Businesses being open are not the problem. 
And so Governor Ron DeSantis there, respecting the Constitution, respecting individual liberty. And just to note, I'm okay with recommendations such as recommending wearing masks or recommending social distancing or recommending washing of hands. And I'm fine with private businesses doing as they please. They are private businesses. So if they want to require masks or want to require other things, that's up to them. That's their business. And if the customers want to shop or receive their services, then they'll do what the business asks. But what I don't believe in is mandates, such as the mask mandate, that the left is just, they're just seething, ready for President Trump to enforce a mask mandate on the country, which he said he's not going to do. I believe that mask mandates at any level of government are unconstitutional, and here's why. If you can be forced to wear a mask in the name of public health or in the name of protecting others, then why can't they force, why can't the government force us to get a vaccine? If something as, quote, simple as wearing a mask can, quote, protect others, just like a vaccine alleges to do, then why can't the government force all of us to get get a vaccine? The logical conclusion there is that if the government can force us to wear a mask, then the government can force us to get a shot. It only makes sense. Because both instances deal with your person. A mask is forcing a person to wear an attire or an accessory, forcing them to wear something on their person. And we have this thing called the Fourth Amendment, which is supposed to protect our person. And so we have to be careful what we allow the government to do. So be on the lookout for this conversation towards the end of this year in early 2021 about mandating a vaccine, a a quote coronavirus vaccine that's probably not even going to work just like the rest of them. Especially the flu, might I add. The flu, uh, the quote flu shot or flu vaccine that has a maybe 30 to 40% effective rate. Be on the lookout for the forced coronavirus vaccine, especially in our public schools. And if the government can force us to wear a mask, then someone please make the argument why they can't force us to get a vaccine. Or why can't they force us to subscribe to contact tracing programs? You know, the ones that that do away with, uh, once again, the Fourth Amendment, where they trace where you've been so they can tell you if you've come in contact with people who have COVID. To me, the forcing of wearing masks is one of the most invasive things that the government can do. Because they're actually forcing you to wear something on your person 
that you wouldn't otherwise wear. Shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk about, before I play a montage, by the way, before I move on, let me play clip four. This is Mayor Bill de Blasio, a Democrat out of New York City, talking about how, well, churches are just a little bit different than protest. Clip four, let's listen. Um, we worked with the religious leadership of this city for months, Cardinal Dolan in the Catholic Church and so many other religious leaders who were in full agreement that it was not time to bring back religious services because of the danger it would cause to their congregants. The protests were an entirely different reality, a national phenomenon that was not something that the government could just say, you know, go away. It's something that really came from the grassroots and obviously had profound meaning. And we're all acting on the meaning of those protests. But it's really apples and oranges. Our religious leaders were the first to say it was not time to bring back services. Now we're doing it carefully, smartly. So protests, so burning down the streets, burning down New York City, looting, rioting, and other profane things. Well, that's protected by the First Amendment. That is protected by the First Amendment. But going to church? No, we can shut that down. That's exactly what he just said there. He said, well, you know, the people rioting and the people protesting, it's not like we can just tell them to stop. But the people going to church? Yep, we can tell them to stop. You know why? Because those good old religious people love listening and obeying. That's it. The Christians, the religious folks, we're the civilized people. We're the people who care about our neighbor. And so, oh, if the government asks us not to have church, well, we just won't have church. We respect the government. But if we're Black Lives Matter, if we're rioting, if we're Antifa, if we're the anarchist, then who cares? Let's burn it down. Let's pull down the statues. Let's not wear a face mask. Let's gather by the thousands and destroy our cities and defund the police. And we're protected by the First Amendment. This is the hypocrisy that is running America. Well, well, we have Donald Trump in the White House. Yeah, but how much good is that doing us? It's doing us a little bit of good. But you know what? Our country, in, re- in reality, our country is run by governors and mayors. Congress isn't doing anything. The president only has so much authority. Our country is being run by governors and mayors. And that's how it was set up to be run by. That's how it was set up to be run, for the most part. And so we have governors and mayors across the country that are shutting down churches and allowing looters, rioters, and protesters to run our streets. But we can't compare those two because, well, Bill de Blasio says that's apples and oranges. It's just not the same. We can tell the Christians and the Jews to go back to their house and close down their church. We can padlock their church, but we can't tell the protesters to go home. I mean, you can't just tell them to stop. Unbelievable. Well, to bring you some sanity for the week, you know, the media is just, they're pumping the coronavirus panic. The world is ending. The world is ending. Our cases are spiking across America. Everybody stay at home, unless you're protesting. 
This is out of Pennsylvania. Dr. Donald Yeely uh, from a hospital in Pennsylvania. Here's what he had to say. He said, we have to change the way, change our mindset and focus not exclusively on the number of cases, but on the severity of the illness. He moves on to say how in his hospital system, they're showing fewer people that are being admitted, and when they are, they tend to be much less sick than a few months ago. So basically what this doctor in Pennsylvania is saying is that the cases are much less severe, which is a good thing. But you're not going to read that in the newspaper because that doesn't fit the narrative. Let's listen to clip three to, to my point here. This is Senator Rick Scott talking about how people can protest. Well, but they can't go to church. Clip three, let's listen. But what they ought to be doing, if you're elected in this country, at every level, at the federal level, give us more information about the vaccine. Tell us the types of people are getting sick, what therapeutics work. At the state and local level, give, tell us where the, where the cases are coming. Mm-hmm. Tell us if, if there's a, you know, a, a, a business or a type of business, this is where we're seeing cases. You know what? People will avoid it for a while. But we need to open our economy, get people back to work. And by the way, the, the Democrats act like, oh, it's okay to protest, but you can't go to church. I mean, you've got CDC and WHO where have been, you know, they've not been consistent with their message. We've got to be very consistent with their message and talk to people. People are smart. They'll make good decisions. Trust us. So Senator Rick Scott of Florida there saying we just need to trust people, trust the citizens to do the right thing and stop doing the mandates, which I completely agree with. In conclusion here, my point of this all is to highlight that Democrats view the First Amendment as a protection that only applies to people who agree with their sick agenda. This is why Bill de Blasio can shut down churches, but he won't stop protest. Why? Because the protesters are on the same ideological page as Bill de Blasio. But those religious people, the First Amendment doesn't apply to them. Their worship isn't important. Their gathering isn't important. So we can shut down the churches during the, quote, pandemic. To highlight who is heading up, this insanity, I'm going to play a clip here of one of the original Black Lives Matter organization leaders and listen to this insanity comparing our commander-in-chief to a terrorist leader. Clip one, let's listen. As he's tweeting this, he's tripling down. Because if you just look at this week alone, Melina, right, the fact that he shared two videos on Twitter, one of which showing, uh, you know, this guy shouting white power, the other showing this couple in St. Louis pointing those guns at protesters, and then this NYPD tweet. It is only Wednesday. He, he is stoking the racial divide in this country. The election is still four months away. So if, and quite frankly, when the president does this again, 
How should the country respond? Well, I think we need to remember who he is, that, you know, Donald Trump is the embodiment of white supremacist terrorism. Um, when he is, you know, tweeting videos of people throwing up white power and um, really entrenching himself within the white terrorist movement, right? He's done that not just only over the last week, but over the last four years. Well, <clears throat> there you have it. I'm not sure what to say. That's on CNN. The first voice you heard was a CNN host turn commentator giving her thoughts on the president. It's just Wednesday, and look at his tweets. And then the second voice you had was, believe it or not, one of the original founders of Black Lives Matter. And do you like how this Black Lives Matter organization, you like how they've named themselves? The organization called Black Lives Matter, they're the same ones burning down black neighborhoods and black small businesses. But they care about the minorities. And that was the insanity of that person, one of the Black Lives Matter founders, calling the commander-in-chief the president of the United States a white supremacist terrorist. And CNN doesn't correct her, doesn't dispute it, doesn't say anything. Unhinged doesn't even describe it. But if you want to give our country over to the Democrats, that's who's going to be leading it. People who want to uproot and destroy America. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. In their founding documents, they say on their website, one of their main goals is to destroy the traditional Western prescribed, as they call it, family structure. What is that family structure? It's the family structure that God designed. One man, one woman, raising children for life. That's what they want to destroy. They're also bent on a second American revolution. But instead of beating the British and creating a free society, constitutional republic, they want to beat the American republic and destroy the Constitution. That's their revolution. That's their revolution. Transitioning back to how we just don't know who to trust when it comes to the coronavirus. I want to play a montage here. This is clip five. This is a montage of about three different highly respected, quote, experts, all saying that, well, we just don't need masks. Clip five. Let's listen. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. I think people see a mask and they see 
an illusion of protection, that if they put the mask on, it'll somehow block viruses from getting into their mouth or nose when they breathe. That's just not the case. Anyone who does not have a respiratory illness, meaning a cough or a sneezing, should not be wearing any type of mask, whether it's a surgical mask or a respirator. That hasn't been something we traditionally do in the United States, although I've seen more people wearing them on like plane flights, etc. I think when you may want to wear a mask if you think someone's going to cough directly on you, or if you're in a place where there's a lot of ill people. Um, let me explain to you what happened back then. Should be a yes or a no. No, there's more than a yes or no by the tone of your question. I don't regret that because let me explain to you what happened. At that time, there was a paucity of equipment that our healthcare providers needed who put themselves daily in harm's way of taking care of people who are ill. We did not want to divert masks and PPE away from them to be used by the people. Okay, I've got now that we have enough, we recommend. There you have it. That's a montage. And to give you who that who you heard speaking there, the first voice was, well, Dr. Anthony Fauci. The second voice was a UCLA doctor out in California saying, well, we don't really need to wear a mask. Who needs to be wearing masks? No one unless you're sick or unless you're a doctor or a nurse. The third voice, the female voice, was a Emory University doctor talking to the Washington Post saying, well, Unless you're going to be in really, really close quarters or unless you're going to be around sick people, you really don't need to wear a mask either. The fourth voice is, well, Dr. Anthony Fauci circling back three months later saying, well, you know, we told people they didn't need to wear a mask back in March. We actually made fun of people who who wore masks saying it was a false sense of protection. But now we think you should wear a mask. So which one is it, to wear a mask or to not wear a mask? Personally, I believe that what these doctors were saying months ago is probably their honest opinion, that masks really don't help prevent the spread of upper respiratory illnesses. But who knows? I don't know what to believe because the same people who were saying that masks are unnecessary three months ago, are the same people saying that we should all wear masks all day, every day, even when we're outside on the beach. This is the definition of insanity. This is why America mistrusts the media. We mistrust the, quote, experts. We mistrust our government officials. Because it seems as though they all have an agenda. And the agenda is not to protect the well-being and the constitutional liberties of their citizens. Who knows what the agenda is? But why we don't trust these folks is because they keep saying one thing one month and then doing another the next month. Exposing Washington American Family Radio will be back next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.